Hello there and welcome to our special podcast, The Sensible and the Savvy with Cara and Amy. We're really excited. We're on our third um, episode of our five-part series. And today we were, you know, we've been talking a lot offline about today's uh, episode because today we're talking about the importance of talking, going back into our past, which will propel you into your future because it starts really showing up what our patterns and behaviours and potential traumas and things that have caused us to um, have certain money blocks or certain um, issues or certain even value points. Um, so Cara is going to sort of kick off today and talk about some of the questions and, and how to address this. And then we're actually going to share our personal stories, which is a little uh, <laughs> nerve-wracking, but it's important, I think, to be really open and general. And that's that's something that we, we learned and how we sort of bonded. We, we went through this together, didn't we? Absolutely. Yeah, totally. And, you know, our money stories are, are so important and we don't often think about it. We don't often look at it in this way and, and go back and actually in a way analyse what's happened to get us to where we are now and look at what are the stories we're telling ourselves that are impacting our financial reality. So, you know, you might be thinking, well, what are we talking about when we say our money history or our money story? And it's not, I think our minds automatically go to kind of like the facts and figures, but it's more around um, the beliefs and the behaviours and also the underlying tension perhaps that was in the household or was there stress around money or was there always a need to have more? And so some of the things that we go through is we really look at, okay, what happened in your household around money? Um, did both parents work? You know, what was your father's view around money? What was your mother's view around money? Um, did one of them control the money and pay all the bills and do everything and the other one didn't really have much idea of what was going on or was it a shared responsibility or, you know, was there a separation in your family and um, was there a cyclical nature of money? And there are so many elements to this, but the, the first step is to go back and really just look at and map out your childhood and then, and then your adult life up until now so you can see because what happens, and Amy and I will share this, is once you do this, you're like, oh, wow, that's why this has happened in my life because I've created that story and then that's come out in my reality throughout my adult life. So we also look at, you know, money in relationships, in both intimate relationships but also in friendships, you know, do you talk about money with your friends? How open are you about money? Is there competition there or is it, are you celebrating each other? Um, you know, do you tend to be a people pleaser and how does that show up in your life? So there's so many areas and so many questions that we can ask ourselves to really understand what's happened to get us to where we are today. 100%. It's sort of a good, this, this uh, episode's a great um, build-up from talking about fact-finding process and, un, you know, unpacking some of the issues that we don't always see when we're looking at uh, the numbers. But this goes way deeper. And 
I remember, you know, going through the, I've done this, this exercise and I, I recommend it's something you don't just do once you go through this exercise on a regular basis, because as you start to unpack, you start seeing behaviors and patterns and you go, ah, that makes sense. As you just said, and then other things come up and you go, what the hell? I've just been on this great journey and I'm, I've got my mojo and everything's sort of smoothly sailing. And then something comes up and you're going, where did this trigger happen? Where did this come from? Why am I behaving this way? And it's about going back and going, okay, why, why, what's happened? So I, I've got a few stories about that um, and we talked offline, but I, yeah. I, I'm happy to share. But today, one of the things that I had a phone call with a client and, and she said, I'm, I'm sort of always in sort of this feast and famine and I can totally relate. And that was one of the first things I recognised when I looked back at my childhood and when uh, that's what's going on because you know my my parents when when I was really little my dad had a, a big business he was CEO of a company that was going international um and you know we would be we'd been on overseas holidays mum had got a new car and then um you know I was really young so I don't exactly understand or knew what was going on but in the background obviously I'm soaking all this information up and I do know that the family business then went and went publicly listed, and that was a time of the 80s crash. So from, you know, one minute we're flush and things are going fantastic, next minute, you know, my parents are getting divorced, the business is no longer, um, I've got uncles that are no longer speaking to my father, um, you know, and, and then the conversation of, well, you can't have this, we can't afford it, and we can't have this kind of product because their mum went into single parenting um, and weekends I would be at dad's and then I'd be with mum and it was just a very, you know, so one minute you've got this world of everything you want, you can have, we can travel, we get new cars, it's all fantastic. And next thing, there's nothing. It's like, you know, um, wearing hand-me-down clothes and mum can't afford and she's struggling to pay the mortgage. And that pattern actually then translated into my adult life. Um, and I found, especially being a business owner, and I put my kids through exactly the same thing. One minute we're going on holidays and we've got, we're eating in restaurants and then, you know, then things happen in the business or certain hurdles occur and I'm freaking out. Often it's in my head. Often I, I'm not actually that bad, but I'm always worried about the what ifs. And I'd be going, no, we can't afford it. No, we can't do this. And sort of this whole pattern of feast and famine. And, and I question this behaviour and why are we doing this? Why do we go into that state where, you know, we're basically mirroring how we were raised? And it's because we're sort of subconsciously that's a safe zone. You know, our, our, our brains are designed to keep us safe, even if it's really bloody uncomfortable. So, yeah. and we've got to remind ourselves with this work the reason why we look back at our past is to say that's not who you are anymore and we can become free of that. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for sharing your story, Amy. And mine, mine is similar in the sense that um, my father was a market gardener and there was a very cyclical nature of income. And it wasn't until I did this work and I really sat down and I looked at my history from my adulthood that I'd created the same pattern in my life in a different way. So I was employed, 
um, but I had been made redundant multiple times. So I would get a, a high paying job for kind of the age and, you know, the work I was doing. And then a year or 18 months later, I would get made redundant. And I would go through this same cycle of kind of peaks and troughs in my income. And it was really like such an aha moment for me when I sat down and I figured this out. And I was like, wow, I've been conditioned my programming is that that's just how money is. It, it sometimes there and it sometimes not. And it wasn't until I really identified this, became aware of it um, and cleared that and then just decided that, no, my life isn't going to be like this anymore. And, yeah. yeah, there's work to do, but there's also a point where it's literally just a decision. Like, no, I'm choosing not to believe that anymore. And it's, it's bringing it to our awareness through actually going back and figuring out what's happened that allows us to then release it and make that decision because if we don't know like I had no idea at the time that that's why that was playing out in my life I was just like incredibly frustrated because I was like why does this keep happening um and then when I started to do this work I was like aha this is why because I was going back to unconsciously that's where I felt safe because Mm -hmm. that what was normal to me and so we need to I needed to create a new reality that I found safe there it's similar in a way and it's so powerful and I hope this really demonstrates to you all um, that we all have money stories we all have beliefs around money that are limiting us and that aren't serving us and in helping your clients understand where that's come from and then helping them overcome that, it's going to really change the trajectory of their life and their financial situation. So it's really going to obviously help them achieve their goals and help you have a more enjoyable um, process with your clients in the meantime. Absolutely. And one thing I want to um, bring up, because as I mentioned earlier, I've done this work over and over again because I, I will come through and realise, well, I've cleared this. I know it doesn't need to be feast and famine. And this is a recent one that we've talked about that came up was I've been trying to push this, my business to the next level. And I was, and, and part of that means I've got to put myself out there. And I was really struggling with doing that online and being present, being actually noticed. And, um, and when I say that, Anyone who knows me goes, what the hell are you talking about, Amy? You are trained as a singer. You, you went to, you did NIDA, you've, tra- you've travelled, you know, you've studied performing arts. So what, what is this policy yeah. speaking yeah. about? So let me clarify. When I say pull myself out there, it was being being a person of influence in, in an industry where I really needed to share my intelligence, share my knowledge, share information on strategies that I do as a financial advisor and I was you know, talking about investing, talking about um, ways to boost your super and all this stuff that I do day in, day out with my clients and I'm confident with my work, but putting it out publicly scared the bejeebas out of me because I felt that in some ways I wasn't smart enough or worthy enough or able to um, and I had to work out where that came from. And this was really challenging because it wasn't really about a money story. It wasn't actually about someone talking to me about we can't afford it, pattern. It's often not. 
Yeah, it, it was actually a trauma that occurred. Or I, I, you know, we call it trauma, but uh, I don't want to upset my mother if she ever heard this. So it's not, it's no one's fault and it's all forgetting. Like it's all, you know, there's a lot of work that I've had to push through to even remind myself of this. But when I was little, um, I was quite off with the fairies. So I wasn't, I wasn't the typical kid that would just sit in, in a classroom and listen and learn. Um, and it could have been that maybe I was undiagnosed ADHD or something, but I, I didn't have a learning disability. I didn't actually, I wasn't not, you know, um, slow. I just learned differently. But back in the day, in the 80s, there was a set way of educating kids and I didn't fit that square. So I was put in a special class and that frustrated and upset me and created an incredible amount of shame. And I then ever, you know, subconsciously have been, having this level of self-doubt and also that sort of imposter syndrome that I don't belong here, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough because I belonged in the special class. I was I was not able to be taught the normal way. Um, and so I've had to work through and let a lot of that stuff go. I'm getting emotional even thinking about it um, and being public about it. But this has actually been a big barrier and I think also one of the reasons why I did put the mask on to do the singing and the performing and everything so that it was removed from any level of me, me being judged on an intellectual base, which, um, you know, if you know the work I do, it is quite, you know, I, I actually have studied really hard and I do know my stuff, but to put myself out there publicly has been terrifying. So, and that stopped me from earning. So that's bringing that back to where we're going with the money thing. That's put me back from where I wanted to take my business to the next level. And that's pushed me backwards in that respect. And so you might find in this work that there will be clients that have done so much study, for example. I know people, I know my husband, who's done five degrees in an MBA, and you kind of go, what are you, they're pushing, they're proving themselves to be intelligent. And the amount of study I've done and the work I've done over the years is crazy, but you, you push yourself and push yourself and push yourself. But what's it for? What's really the underlying reason? Yeah. And they might not be getting their pay rise or they might be, be applying for the, the dream job, even though they're overqualified for it. So... All of this stuff is very related to our earning capacity or the, you know, our relationship with money in some way, shape or form. Thank you for sharing and the vulnerable share, Amy. And I know people will get so much out of that because ultimately we, we all have some core wounds, um, you know, whether we're aware of them or not. And whilst we look at it from money's perspective to start with, like you mentioned, it really does come back to three core areas, which is a fear of abandonment, a fear of rejection, or a fear of betrayal. And when you see people, and um, you know, you spoke about it before, Amy, and I've been guilty of this in the past as well, is the need to constantly have another qualification, a higher qualification, be more educated, to do another course, to know more because there's like this imposter um, syndrome and feeling that we are not good enough and it was all linked back to a fear of rejection, right? That's the core wound. Um, and that also um, plays out when we don't want to be visible, right, because we don't want to be rejected. And when you become visible, uh, more people will see what you're doing and, and you're more open to that 
projection and especially in the in the world of you know digital media and social media at the moment so um these these core wounds really tell us and guide us as to what we need to heal and overcome to really feel safe around money and to get to a point where money is neutral to us where it's simply a means to amplify who we already are and Mm. to have bigger impact right without giving it meaning whether that's positive or negative to get to a point where it's it's neutral and that's where the power really is that's where we can step up and really live incredible lives and be well resourced and well supported ourselves but also have like the most massive impact in areas where we all individually want to have an impact whatever that may be for for you so this whilst we talk about money it is always linked back to you know those core wounds and also often it comes back to confidence um, and feeling worthy and feeling deserving of having money and Mm. this isn't alone to money it happens in a lot of the facets of our life but money can be particularly hard for people because it is so I guess demonized in society all we hear are the negative stories about things and and the things like you can't have that you know you're not good enough you know who are you to want that it's bad to want that. And we hear the the negative media stories about people doing the wrong thing with money without not using it for the better good. But ultimately what we need to remember is it's, it only amplifies who we already are. So yeah. Person, it's just going to give you more ability to do more um, amazing things with it. So... This is the reason why it's so vitally important that we go back and we understand our story, we understand what's going on, and we look at it because it can be scary, it can be frightening, and it's like, oh, I don't want to go back there. But the the what's on the other side of that is so incredible once you've uncovered it because you can then move forward in a different way. What we're not aware of we can't overcome it's so true you don't and you you know we often say you don't know what you don't know um until you know it and when you know it you can't unknow it um and so you mentioned something that um I wanted to raise is if if, you know when you're doing this work you might find a client might not have many you know fabulous fabulous childhood and um not many sort of traumas or issues and they're really struggling with why they are you know, not having a positive relationship with money or not kicking their goals or not um, not about feeling worthy. They may not, but it might be that they have that planted um, thought that money is evil. Their family have always had that issue or it's a religious thing or, or you know, um, they've just not really aligned the positive. You brought that one up because that, that was covered in the book um, Love Money, Money Loves You by... Sarah McCrum. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and she really, she talks deeply about that because we often are hearing these messages as we're growing up. It might be on a television series. It might be through our parents. It might be through 
our school or religion as well. So we've got to be aware of all of the signs and, you know, um, thoughts and things that we've been exposed to along the way. So this is why doing this work on a regular basis. We continue to be like the media constantly is, you know, pushing this information on us. You know, we're going into another recession, you know, people are struggling. There's this constant influx of information that we're having to process. Yeah, yeah. And also as women, we've also got that um, further challenges. We, we're constantly hearing about gender pay gap and women don't know how to negotiate or women aren't great at investing or they're not the best networkers. And, you know, there's I'm, or I'm incredibly careful now of what information I take in. I only watch very small amounts of news. Like I don't watch mainstream news. I watch, I'm aware of all financial news in our household that is a given because my husband is um, invest, you know, all he does is investing in futures trading. So that's important that we are always knowing what's going on worldwide that affect the market. But I do try careful to be very careful about um, things that are going to affect me emotionally. Um, so I get COVID updates, I get the numbers. Okay, that's it. And then I choose to move my focus on something positive. And it sounds like I want to live in a bubble. I kind of do. I'm very protective of what information I take. And my son, my son is very, he's funny, he comes up and he wants to tell me something that's really horrible and I go, I don't want to know about it. I'm sorry, I'm in my bubble of good things because I'm just protecting my mind, my heart, my soul, my spirit, everything, so that I can just focus on the important things. My world is my family, my children, my work, my clients, and that's important to me. So I do have that rule now. And because of this work, I've, I'm so aware of the noise that have, has completely impacted me on a negative way, causes anxiety and stress and uh, in, impacted the way I've managed money in the past even, impacted yes. the way I invested and so many areas of my life. It does. It really does. And there's been more millionaires made during recessions than any other part of the economic cycle so that tells us a lot um yeah so for everybody listening i guess today was really just to give you a glimpse of the work that we do around understanding your financial past your conditioning your programming the stories that you tell yourself the beliefs um, and we go through this in a lot um, further detail we dig really deep in it in our course and we also will give you, you know, the questions that we we use with our clients that really help them to uncover this. And like Amy mentioned before, this isn't like a one-off set and forget approach. I always liken it to like peeling an onion. So we might, we peel the first layer and we have some aha moments and we're like, oh, okay, that's what's happened. And then there's a, a trigger in the future and it's like, okay, then we peel the second layer of the onion and and so on and so forth and different things will come up at different times and as as you go through this or as your clients go through this they will start to remember more and more things and also like the dots will start to kind of come together and form like more of a pattern that you'll be able to see um, and you'll also be able to see their behaviors and help them intercept them before they totally derail themselves and totally sabotage themselves and don't stick to the plan that you've agreed upon and you know that is leading them towards their goals 
Yeah, there's so much to this. I mean, we could we could go into like you, we've got to be really careful because we could go further and further into this. And and then the the point of what um, this work will do, we'll also have, and I think we've mentioned this before, is there's you know backed by science, there's scientific evidence on how our brains work. So if you remember through this episode, we've talked about um, you know our you know us saying safe. That's the other thing is. I'm sort of agreeing and backing everything that Cara's um, just said. On top of that, we want to, you know, reprogram ourselves that we're going to be safe when we are no longer in those holding patterns going forward. So that's where the magic really starts happening. Um, And we will cover all of that um, in that course. But um, if you do have questions or want to reach out, please do. We've got more episodes coming yeah. Um, Cara, do you recall what we're talking about next week? <laughs> I haven't oh, got it. At the top of, of my head, like I don't have the list in front of me. <laughs> but we have it all planned out. Don't worry. We we don't just come on and and um, sort of make it up as we go. We just it's <laughs> Friday afternoon, and both of us have had quite a week. Um, and and finally, this this the I'm in I'm in Sydney, and it's beautiful and warm after what I feel like has been the longest winter of my life. So. Um, <laughs> Stay tuned to our next episode. Um, I think we are actually going to be talking more about the, um, sci- you know, neuroscience. Yeah. yeah. I do believe that's actually what we are going to be talking about next week anyway. Um, what about but Dr. Yeah. work? Yes. And I, if you don't know about Dr. Joe Dispenza, definitely look him up. Look yeah. up, the, look up uh, even on Instagram, the, the um, quotes and it's, stuff that he does of um youtube videos as well and i know jay shetty has interviewed him a number of times those podcasts are particularly good yes and um my i mean i think the moment i read his book changing the habits of being yourself that that was a game changer for me that was after reading books on um, behavioral economics and i felt that that was really just skimming the surface when i got this book I just went, aha, there is, there, that was the game changer. That was a, the, the you recommended it. Yeah, you recommended it to me and I was the same. I was like, wow. Yes. This, this changes things. This ex, It explains it and the science behind it. Yep, absolutely. And, um, I mean, it all relates back to why we do go back into our past and our subconscious and what's going on there. So it lifts the lid on it more on a scientific point of view. And it's really important to have it looking at it in a multifaceted way because money affects us all so differently um, and it's really important. We need need to understand how it all works and how our bodies are affected and everything. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking more about that next week and if you do want more information about money mindset coaching for goals-based advice we'll pop the link below you can pre-register um, there's heaps of valuable content that we're sending out for that so um, feel free to click the link below absolutely thank you so much for listening you have a wonderful and safe week we'll see thank you next everyone. week bye bye